Hello, hello, hello. Got some more energy here today. Michael Gavin, Mind Mechanic, uh, Tuesday tune-up time, every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can go to mindtuneuptimelive.com and uh, you can register for the Zooms. So you can join in live on the Zooms and uh, the chat. You can also register for the, uh, the Facebook group there. That's where I stream every week and the, uh, the replays instantly live there. Um, and then usually by end of day Thursday, I've got the replays up on YouTube and up on uh, the podcast platforms. And um, you can also check below in the descriptions there uh, and on Facebook after the fact, usually by end of day Thursday, got some awesome show notes kind of talking about little timestamps about where we talked about what. So if you want to cut to a certain point in time in the session, you can do that. So um, welcome, welcome, welcome. Who do we got on here today? Uh, Linda, hello, hello. Mark, what's up? Alicia and Navidad. Hello, hello, hello. And do any of the two of you who are new here who've never had any one-on-one, would you like any one-on-one today? Um, feeling in the one-on-one, one-on-one spirits. Um, I'm excited. You know, I'm, I'm really excited for 20, um, for 2022. Um, I feel it's going to be a really special year. Um, lots happened obviously over the last couple of years. And I've been reflecting on that and reflecting on the fact that, you know, what I talk about here works. And if you can have a level of patience and perseverance, then you can truly have, um, anything that you want. It's just a matter of to the degree that you believe that it is possible for you. And then you take consistent action and consistent, uh, you put in consistent action and effort uh, towards that thing. Um, because I think that what happens is, is that in the observation of those who don't uh, ever achieve it, really the only, the only ones who never achieve it are the ones who give up. Really, they just stop entirely and you stop going after it. And then you just go, well, maybe for others, but not for me. And, um, you know, what's interesting is something that I've been processing myself over the last, um, you know, couple months here, actually, is that it does work. You know, I, I quite frankly, when I started my video production company back in the day, I really didn't have major dreams or ambitions. I mean, ironically enough, one of the reasons that I started the company um, really was, um, I didn't have anything else working out. You know, when I was in high school, I had a candy machine business. I was working at a beer distributor. Um, when I graduated, I was helping my mom clean houses and this whole kind of video thing, which more kind of came from my, my, my dad than it did me. Um, I thought that I, through doing this, I would have the gear and the time um, to make movies. And what's interesting is, is that I personally fell more out of love with making movies. I mean, it was never really per se my dream, although I enjoyed doing it with my friends and doing it with my dad. And my dad had the ideas and the scripts. And, you know, my first wedding came because, you know, my friend Patrick's neighbors who was in the movies said, you know, could, could Patrick film our wedding? And um, they said, well, Michael's the one who runs the cameras. And so, you know, I did that. And then that was it. I, I, I was possibly going to go to college for kinesiology, become a personal trainer. 
Like I, I didn't really know what it is that I was going to do, but then through my father again as well with him working in a cemetery and the, and the funeral homes, knowing that we made movies, one of the funeral homes asked if, um, you know, uh, we can make these slideshows. And so I did that in high school, did the weddings in high school, was making money doing this video thing. And because I really didn't have any other options that were playing out or that were working, um, I ran with it and I gave it my all and I told my parents, just give me one year. And if this works out, great. Um, and if it doesn't, then I'll go to college. I never went to college, um, didn't really want to go to college. And I said, give me one year. If it works out, then I'm not going to college. And if it, it, if it doesn't work out, then I'll go to college and we'll go from there and we'll see what happens. And so I never really had big dreams and big goals and big aspirations. I just simply um, followed what was working. I followed my curiosity. And, um, you know, in doing that, my company, I mean, the company that I used to work for, the beer distributor, I was kind of coming up with names. I think my name was like Michael Gebbin Videography at the beginning and, you know, Michael Gebbin Video. And, uh, you know, this guy ended up, they called me Gebbs. And so he said, how about Gebbs Total Video? And my logo got designed from running an ad in the local newspaper. And part of the run of the ad, they designed a logo for you. So I got a logo designed from them. And, you know, my company was called Gebbs Total Video. And that's what I ran with. And, you know, I made anywhere from probably from 2005 through March of 2020, probably 98% of that time, I made upwards of 100% of my money through some form of video. And then there were some times I, I made, you know, a little bit less and from some random things, whatever that I did, I made some money. But primarily, I made all my income from video production. And it was actually around 2010 that I first had a seed planted that I could get paid without video production and, and then pursued that, you know, in some capacity from 2010 until, you know, this year. Um, you know, that's what I'm saying, reflecting, you know, this year in, in 2021 is, you know, the first year that I have made 100% of my income via speaking, via coaching, via my voice, via my presence, via, via my inspiration, encouragement, motivation. And it's crazy because, you know, I was sitting and thinking about it. And, you know, a, a lot of you in some way, shape or form at times, have your identity wrapped in something, whether it's employment or self-employment, if you make a, a big quote-unquote transition, um, I think what I found fascinating is it's like, it's kind of crazy, you know, because something that I had worked towards now for a while, something that I dreamed about for a while is now a reality, you know, and there was a little bit of an identity crisis there. Like, wow, I, I have literally achieved what I dreamed about, you know, this concept, create your life, your way, you know, um, this is the first time in my life over the last couple of years that I've been intentional, you know, because the rest of it, I, I mean, there was some intentionality in there for sure, but like, I don't know what the heck I was doing. You know, I, I didn't have, um, you, you know, the internet 
wasn't what it is today. I just kind of, you know, ran around with a chicken with my head cut off, going to networking meetings. I mean, I was in the yellow pages. I mean, I literally did just about anything that I could do to <clears throat> get the word out and, and, and spread about what I was doing, this Geb's Total video. And now what I find is that, you know, there are so many options for people And um, it's it's interesting because I can see where being a person who at times has been easily distracted in my career, I can see where there's people now that they may be wanting to make a transition and it can be difficult because there are so many ways to do something. There are so many different people to compare yourself against that it can be paralyzing. And so, you know, for me, I've had to go, okay, reaching a destination, which is, I think, what you see with a lot of people. It's why some people, you know, sell their company and they're depressed, you know, or they achieve some big goal or big aspiration. And I think, like I said, when I first started my company, with my video production, I had really no goals or aspirations. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't really know what I wanted. All I knew that I, I didn't want to go to college and I wanted to make this, this, this company work. And so I just gave it my all. And, and now I had had this dream, this ambition, this goal of being able to um, not travel anymore and be home and, um, and, and, and make my living coaching and speaking. And, and I've achieved that. And now it's like, what's the next thing to work towards? Because even though I didn't have some big goal or aspiration, you know, from the aspect of like, I don't want to go to college, uh, it was still something. There was still a motivation like, hey, I, I don't want to go to college. I, you know, I, I want, I don't know what else there is, which was a blessing in and of itself. I didn't know what else there was. I knew I didn't have any other options. I knew I didn't want to go to college. So I gave this video thing my all. And then as I gained success in doing that, I then um, had people ask me to speak. And then I started to pursue that. And but by the time I started to pursue it, there were far more options and, and, and opportunities and ways to do things available. Um, and so it's been interesting to come full circle and to have achieved that. And now looking forward into 2022, which I know a lot of you, like, are you where, um, are you where you want to be? Are you where you want to be? I mean, one of my biggest, I guess, goals for 2022 and some of my words, you know, sometimes I give one word, a couple words, you know, but really consistency is, is, is a word big for me. Um, uh, awareness for what I'm doing, um, still being bold. Um, and, and, and recognizing that, um, one of the biggest things I'm going to work on is my income in, re in relationship to what I'm doing. You know, I have been able to, um, to get to a place to where I am, am paying all my bills via speaking and coaching, which was a dream. It was an aspiration. I mean, for two years, 2017, 2018, I stopped entirely trying to make any money speaking and coaching. And then kick it back in in um, 2019, 
And to now, and still 2019, that year, I still made 70, 80% of my income via video production. And then last year when COVID hit, um, you know, I lost a bunch of video jobs and um, I just went all in. I had a momentum and I went all in. And, you know, so I made some money still off of video last year. And, and this year has been that first year. And, and so now moving forward, it's a matter of um, continuing to stay focused because I think the natural tendency that I battle within myself is that when things are working, I can tend to break it. And so it's been recognizing that everything is working. So rather than go, well, what do I need to do now? And it's as if I need to do something big and grandiose and, 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 and change things up, there's the aspect of just going, keep doing what's working. Keep doing what's working. Because any time that I have continued to do what's working, it works and I win. But when I get bored or I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore or I want to change things up or, I, you know, because I like variety. So it's, it's finding the variety in what's working um, and then having that ability to stay consistent. Because what I find is, is that um, even in my own life, in my past, and, and now looking and observing others and those that I coach and those that I learn from, it is in that consistency and sticking with something. So it, it doesn't mean you can't explore and experiment, be multi-passionate, try new things and try different things. But I think that for myself, as I go into this next year, um, it is through focus that I know it feels really good. It feels really, really good to focus, to stay consistent, to keep planting those seeds and seeing that seeing the fruition, seeing what comes to fruition from those planted seeds. And that's, it, it feels amazing, right? To be able to, to plant the seeds and see those seeds blossom. And it's hard to do that when you're changing things up. And so I think in a lot of ways, you know, uh, definitely prior to 2017 in my coaching business and, 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 and whatnot, I was in experimentation and same thing happened with my video production. Um, but when I found that sweet spot, that focus, that consistency, um, things really took off and they took off fast. Um, but you have to have that patience because I think that at times what I didn't have with my video production is I didn't have the ability to compare myself against much of anything. And some of you right now, regardless of what you're trying to do, whether you are trying to do coaching for yourself and, 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 and have a coaching practice or whether you're doing videography or whether you're doing photography or design or something else creative, you now have that ability to observe so many different possibilities, so many different people doing their things. And I think that what happens, which is something that I try to do, is share the journey more. Because a lot of times we're just seeing people where they are today. And we don't realize what it took them to do that, or what kind of commitment they had to it. And so it can look like they just 
you know, planted seeds, you know, today and everything blossomed tomorrow. When in fact, you know, depending on the person, depending on uh, the career path and what they're doing, uh, it could have been a decade, right? And, and you don't know that, you know, you don't know what trials and tribulations they went through. And so when you're, you know, looking to do your thing, you, you have to only compare against yourself and your yesterday. Because if you look at other people, what I find is there can be, I think, a level of discouragement because you're comparing what never is apples to apples, right? You're comparing what's never apples to apples. And so depending on how you're wired mentally, you could find great discouragement in the fact that you're not where you think you should be. And the gap between where you are and where you think you should be is where you will have struggle, is where you will have turmoil, is where you will have frustration because you're looking and, and you're hearing things like years and you're like, wow, well, I've been working on this for five years and this person says they've been doing it for three, right? And when you see that they've been doing it for three and you've been doing it for five, you think, what is wrong with me, right? Or in a certain period of time, they made a certain amount of money and in the same period of time, you've made far less money. And so again, you look and you compare yourself against someone else. And by proxy, it can be frustrating. Because again, there's a gap between where you are and where you think you should be. Or where others have made you believe that you should be. And if you just recognize you were right where you should be. And if you continue with and, and you have to really only look at yourself. What actions are you really putting in, right? Let me see what we got here. Uh, Maxim says, speaking of journey, can you recommend a good practice to see what the next step is when changing careers while being totally open to any path? Yeah, you know, it's 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 interesting. I want to see, um, let me read something here real quick. Can you recommend a good practice to see what the next step is when changing careers while being totally open to any path? Yeah, I, I, I think it's fascinating. It's like, what is the next step? I think that depending on one's age and depending on one's level of experimentation in life, you probably have a little bit more clarity around what it is that you want to do. Because I think that the problem is, is it all depends, right? One who has no idea what they want to do, well, what's the next step? It's like trying to go somewhere in your car and not knowing where to go because you don't know where you want to go. So what would be the first step? Well, you get in your car and start driving, right? But if you truly, like, you can't, if you don't put it in, in an address, in a GPS, it doesn't take you anywhere. If all you have is your starting location and you have no ending destination, like now you can have an ending destination and it can say it's going to take 45 minutes and barring no problems, if you go the path it tells you and follow it and don't miss anything, it may take about that long. 
but you could start driving all over the place and going to different locations and different stops along the way. And effectively it take an hour and 45 minutes rather than taking 45 minutes. And you still get there because no matter what you're going to get there. If you know, I mean, I would say no matter what, but like, if you know where you're going, you put an address in a GPS, you can stop and start and go different places and it can take longer. It can take days, weeks, or months, right? But you'll get there if you keep driving and you keep, you might pull off. Oh, I want to stop here, but you get back on it. It says rerouting and then you keep going and you'll get there. But if you do not know where you're going or what you want to do at all, then all, all you can really do is take a step, right? Like, you know, again, with the car analogy, you get in the car and you drive and, you know, you go down a certain path. Maybe you've been down before, but now all of a sudden you're like, I've never ventured out this far before. Well, you don't know what's left. You don't know what's right. Even though again, right now you don't have a, a destination, in the GPS, cause you don't know where you're going. So you go, let's go left. And you're basically exploring. And so I think that there's the aspect, do you know where you're going? If you do know where you're going, then the next logical step is whatever is going to get you um, to be able to move further down the path towards the thing that you want. You know, so for me, in those beginning uh, parts of like, what were the next steps for um, doing what I'm doing today? Well, there were no next steps because it wasn't a, it wasn't a destination, right? It wasn't put in my GPS. Ooh, I want to be a speaker or I want to be a coach, or I want to make a living just with my voice. Like that was not on my radar. It was not a thing that I put in the GPS because the thing that was in my GPS was video production, right? And, and, and simply, you know, in the beginning of my career, looking up anything I could possibly offer in video production and then offering it and going places to put that offer in front of people, right? And so I had tape transfers, I filmed graduations, dance recitals, weddings, you know, again, I ran ads and, and different things. I was in the in, in networking events and there were people needing training videos, anything that I could point a camera at, I would do. So in those beginning stages, well, you know, I'm trying to make a, a living with video production. Well, up front, the only thing that I knew was when I got asked to make the slideshows. So that really was by accident. And then I just, you know, made the slideshows. And then I got asked to do the wedding. And then it was like, oh, there's something here. So then the next step was, well, how do I get more weddings? And you start asking around and it's like, oh, well, there's, there's these bridal shows. And so I go to bridal shows. And I think that now the problem is, is that there is 50 million paths before us. And everybody's got a blueprint. Everybody's got a step-by-step -step, and everybody's got a book and everybody's got a you know, X, Y, Z that tells you the path that which you can do that thing. I didn't have that. I took the next natural progression step that was in front of me based on the thing that fell into my lap. That's just being honest. And I think even in coaching and speaking, you know, I succeeded in video and, and see, that's why I, I think the more that I teach certain things, I'm not teaching pathways. I'm not teaching strategic steps to do something. I think that there's some strategy I have in a few categories within maybe video production or weddings of things that people could do. But outside of that, 
I find that the people I help, we've got to get you into action, right? And Norman, you know, I just saw the video. You got the red, I think, sweater vest and the green thing on. And there's obviously some kids singing and like so beautiful. I can see so much joy and passion in, in exuding out of you in that live um, playing in the piano there and the kids singing and all of that. You know, so when I sit here and I think about you, if I think, wow, I really love that and I want to do more of that, then the next natural step is to, is to examine how do I do that? Because I think that the clearer one gets about what they want, the, the, the pathways, the next steps, each will lay before you, right? But when you don't know what you want, then you just have to take steps in general and see what happens. And then when you see what happens, you examine. I don't really like that. I really like that. I kind of like that. I kind of don't like that. And you start to morph and mold what it is that you want to do. You know, so for me, when somebody asked me, and that's full transparency, a lot of my career has been very accidental, right? I've, I've followed my curiosity. And whatever was in front of me, if I really liked it, then I started to explore how do I do more of that, right? It's hard to ask, how do I do more of something if I don't know what that something is? Right. It's hard to, again, to get to any, I mean, you'll get somewhere. If I don't, if I just go in my car with no agenda, I'll end up somewhere. There's places everywhere. Right. And it's neither wrong nor right. If I don't care where I'm going. Right. So if you have no clue what you want to do, there is no right or wrong answers. I don't, I, and, and I've come to a realization, I don't really believe there's a lot of right or wrong answers anyways. There's just simply answers. There's just simply things that happen. And then we give those things a charge and we give them positive or negative charge. And again, thinking that we shouldn't be where we are is when we have problems, right? What if always where you were is the perfect place to be. You know, the whole cliche, one person's blessings, another's curse, right? There's those, those aspects where, um, and I've talked about the 767 before, fact versus fiction, right? Like, there isn't really a right or wrong answer of where one should be. It's only wrong to you because where you are, I remember when I didn't really want to do video anymore, right? Like what I had, what I achieved financially, what I achieved in business, what I achieved work-wise, somebody else wants it. So is it really a bad thing? Is it a wrong thing? Or is it just simply, I wanted to make a transition and it just is what it is. It's neither right. It's neither wrong. I didn't make bad decisions. Right. There was no like, oh, well, I guess I I guess I screwed up that part of my life. Like, no, there wasn't any of that. I just fell more in love with doing this. And as I fell more in love with it, which it wasn't a love to begin with. But as as people asked me to do it and I'm like, wow, there's something here. Right. But can I explain why I have the path that I went down? You know, some people decide to make a career transition. And it is fairly smooth. I'm not saying that it's it's seamless, 
but like some people decide they're going to do something different and they make a change and they're making a great living very rapidly with it. And so why did I have, you know, the first person pay me in 2010? And yet, you know, because when I think about it, when it came to video production, I fairly rapidly made money at a younger age, not knowing what I was doing, no college, you know, because I made, you know, when I still basically had a full-time thing, which was called school, you know, high school, I made like four grand my junior year, eight grand my senior year. And that first year, that first year out of high school, not having any connections, not having the internet the way it is today, not knowing what in the world that I'm doing, I generated $60,000 in video production. Technically speaking, as a collective whole, um, from my own coaching, it probably, you know, making my first money in coaching in 2010, I probably, re removing this, this one thing that I did in 2014, um, that I, I wasn't video production, but it wasn't really coaching. It was kind of in a partnership. But if I remove that, you know, I probably didn't generate $60,000 from 2010 through 2016 with coaching. And I had more connections and talk about imposter syndrome and, you know, all these other kind of negative emotions that can come over you. Like I'm sitting here at the peak of a mountaintop, uh, having achieved all this success in video and worked with Tony Robbins and Tim Ferriss and some of these big name people. And then in this other thing I'm trying to do, I'm not. Like I'm floundering around. Why is that? Right? And so what I've learned to accept is that I think that there are, there's a divine path that we don't know. I don't know that it's controlled by a specific someone or not. I'm not here to debate and fight with people around, you know, is there a God, is there a puppet master and, and any of that. But I do believe that we're all on some kind of divine path and that we can either be at peace with the path that we're on. And, and I choose to believe that there are, There are things that are happening for me in my life that the path that I'm going down that's unique to me is creating opportunity for me that is unique to me that had I had other things happen, wouldn't have happened. And I think that you see when you study people, again, there's just success at all ages. Like, you know, from business, anybody who chooses to, do something creative or entrepreneurial or self-employed. Like it really is across the board. And I think that for me, I just question, I question everything, but I also just have learned to accept that I think that there's so much out of our control. Right? And again, back to what I started, it's only in the giving up of something that we'll never achieve some version of said goal or dream. I mean, how many people are musicians who give up playing music? They just stop playing music and it lights their soul on fire. Now I get that 
making a living as a musician is not easy. Making a living as an actor is not easy. Some people get hurt as an athlete and they can't actually couldn't do that professionally or they've reached a certain age and it's like, yeah, probability. If you decide, you know what? I want to be a NFL quarterback at 65 years old. You're probably going to have to, you know, dream about something different. Could you be, could you be a coach? Could you be a high school coach? Like what things could you still do in that realm? And you could still probably throw the ball and stuff, but you're going to get, you know, close to killed possibly if you're at 65 years old trying to be in the NFL. Right. And so there, there are certain things where we've got to analyze what's the possibility or probability of the thing that I want to do happening. Am I doing something where, yes, my age is a hindrance? Because, you know, people say age doesn't matter. Well, that's true. But given the scenario I just gave, it would matter there. Right. But then there's other things you can do. You know, you see people who do get hurt um, as an athlete. And they do lose their identity for a while because they can't play anymore. Sometimes people prove people wrong and they come back and they do. And other people, they just can't. You know, they broke they broke their leg or something and, and their leg's so jacked up that it'll never heal again and they were past their prime. And so that was what they worked their entire life towards. And now it's like, well, what do I do? And that's why you see people who at times, they do get stuck because their identity is wrapped into a certain something. And if that certain something for one reason or another doesn't work out, they don't know what to do. And that's why, uh, where's the book at? There's a book here that you should all check out uh, by James Altucher um, called Reinvent Yourself. And, um, you know, it just gives lots of different examples of reinvention, you know, and how there's some people that they didn't make any living while they were alive. They made their living while they were, when they died. And then there's other people who, you know, um, you know, there's a prolificness about them. Right. And I think that's the thing you'll see. You'll, you'll see people who say, ah, you know, you, you need to be very specific in how you, how you train and you need to do this. And there's other people, they're doing a whole variety of things. <clears throat> and I just think that, one of the things for me as well, moving forward into 20, um, 2022 is to continue to just have fun. You know what I mean? Like, I think that when I started my company, I, the, the thing that I recognize is I have become 5,000 times more, I wouldn't say business savvy, but sometimes my very business savvy-esque mind prevents some of the fun because at times I've got so much in my mind that I'm untangling, that I'm removing, that I'm deleting, that I'm trying to untangle and retune myself. Because when I started, there was not, there was nothing but fun. I, I mean, I, I had a couple buddies that I kind of started things with and we didn't know what was good or bad or right or wrong or this or that and should do and shouldn't do. And you know, we'd go out, like I've said before, all day long and, you know, get paid, you know, 250 bucks for a couple days. And so at times I get too analytical about, oh, if I do that and mess with that, that's, that probably won't make any money and I don't have time for that. But what I've found, and even in some of the people that I've coached, it's been in their pure possibility of just doing something fun 
for no money, not trying to make any money from it. And I think that's the thing when you're not needy, when you remove the neediness and you just do something for the purity of doing it. It's amazing because the greatest successes in my career came from just pure possibility, just having fun, not knowing the right or the wrong way or the good or the bad way or any other um, way to do it, but just doing it. And that following my curiosity, following my fun, following my bliss, right? And I think that there's so many people out there when they're selling a way, the way, it's it's why um, when I see that, I know that it's 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 done me more harm than good. And it's why I'm so adamant that the people that I help, they've learned so much. Um, you're welcome, Max. I'm good. I'm glad you, I didn't know. I said a bunch of stuff and then I'm like, I don't know if Maxim heard anything. Um, but you know, that aspect where I I have recognized that I'm a catalyst for people. Like when people interact, and that's the thing I want, you know, um, well, Joe Udy, there's a new person. Hello, hello, Marty. Um, most of you I've, I've talked to, um, but that's the thing. Like, I know that I'm a catalyst when I interact with people and the people that I interact with, um, you know, there's an aspect there's an aspect that is fascinating to me because um, the actions that the people take, probably eight out of 10 people that I do work with, that I coach, the actions that they end up taking are usually not anything that I told them to do. Because what I find is, is that a lot of times we're just getting someone to act, right? Because as long as you stay a consumer, as long as you stay in consumption mode, as long as you stay in observation mode, thinking mode, then there's not a lot that can change because really you're going to get a lot of the same. But what I find, just like the analogy of getting in the car, if you don't know where to go and you don't have a destination, but you at least get in the car and start driving, you'll likely end up somewhere. And that somewhere that you end up will give you some level of clarity. Right. Remember the back of Jeeps. I've said this before. Not all those who wonder are lost. Some who wandering around are lost. They're confused. They're frustrated. Right. Others who wandering around are having a blast. They don't care about getting. There's my man Hans. I was just. I was literally just thinking about you, Hans. That idea. If you go check out uh, my man Hans Weston, if you want to drop your YouTube channel and stuff. Uh, but you know, he was constantly like. It's, it's so fascinating because we live in such an instant world. And, and if you're on Facebook, there's a bunch of you on there. Give some likes and love. Say hello. Let me know you're, you're live and kicking there. Um, but what's so fascinating to me is that we live in an instant world, right? You can go on Facebook or Instagram or whatever and post and likely get something. One like, one comment, you know, one interaction, something right? And it can happen within seconds, within seconds of you posting, right? You get that instant feedback. And I lived in a world that my career was kind of shaped and molded 
from instant, right? Being able to shoot, edit, show a video all in the same day and have people go, wow, like, I don't know how you did that and have people, you know, DJs saying, oh man, my friend does video and it takes them two weeks to do it. He just did in a day, you know? And, and so when I got into coaching, I think one of the most interesting things is that um, I had to go down a path myself with working with people as well. Cause I had my own examples in my own life and I had some kind of what felt random examples where I wasn't really intentionally, I mean, I, I was intentionally helping people, but I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't, I didn't really know if anything worked. Like I was just, all right, I just talk and you know, people seem to get help from it. But the interesting thing is, is that there's now so much proof in my mind that having fun, following your bliss, doing what you love, like there's so many of these things, like they work. They absolutely work. The, the only, I would say, challenge within it is how fast it works. Thinking of my man Hans here, and, you know, there was a lot of work we did together where I'm planting seeds into this person, right? And Hans, you can comment here if you want, I don't know where you're at, but um, I think that what's fascinating is that some people are new to mind tune of time, but new to me, but new to receiving coaching, you know, kind of professional help that's meant to inspire, encourage, motivate, be a catalyst help you think differently, help you see the world differently, see opportunities differently, that it it's in this instant world we live in, we at times can expect, I hire somebody like this and bada bing, bada boom, like everything changes and everything rapidly, you know, is completely different. And for some people that is true, but for others, I see it's over the course of a year, year and a half, right? Depending on how much work you've done on yourself or what you've done and the seeds you've planted, depending on what you are planting. And I've brought up like avocado trees before, you know, it can take like five to seven years before you start getting avocados or the, the bamboo tree where, you know, Les Brown talks about how, you know, he's out there, you know, you're tilling the land, tilling the land. It's a metaphor, but like people around you are going, what are you doing? Like in the very beginning, you're just like, Oh, this is what I planted. Okay. That's cool. Right. Nobody thinks anything but you are a crazy person when you're out there month after month, week after week and year after year tilling this land, you know, watering the, the soil and they're going, what you doing? And it's like, Hey, I got my bamboo tree coming. And they're like, yeah, okay, buddy. Sure. You do. Like you've been out there screwing around with that bamboo tree for the last freaking four years. There's nothing there. Are you nuts? Are you stupid? Are you crazy? Like what is wrong with you? And you have to have a faith and you have to have a belief that the thing that you're working on, that no one else can see, that you believe that it's coming. But we live in an instant world where, I don't know, is it coming? Is it actually coming? And the problem is because you don't know you got a bamboo tree, you got grass, you got oranges, apples. Hell, you don't even know if you're trying to freaking grow the goddamn avocados in the freaking Midwest. It don't work. I mean, maybe there's a way, I don't know, you know, but by default, I don't think it works by default, right? You grow avocados out in like California. You don't grow them out in Chicago. So that's the biggest problem that we are discussing here today that I think is themed out. Maxim kind of brought up 
is this aspect that you don't know where the heck you're going. Or you don't know what you've planted or you don't know what you have. You don't know when it'll blossom. You don't know if it'll ever blossom. And so you have to keep this faith. You have to keep this belief. That's why I'm so adamant. Learn about yourself. Understand yourself. That's why in the coaching that I do, when you sign up, you go to the mindmechanic.net. I suggest you do it here. We're probably going to raise the rates here soon, but like there's an assessment that you get to take. And then you get to do a, a, a behavioral profiler call. And you get to really learn about your human vehicle in a deeper way than you've probably ever learned before. And that self-understanding can help you know, do you got avocados, right? Do you got oranges? You got apples? I mean, it's a metaphor, but like, relatively speaking, you start to understand yourself and you start to understand, hey, this career path, it's no wonder I'm struggling like crazy over here. Because someone made me believe this would work for me and it's hell on earth for me, right? And there's a path that it doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but it'll be easier for you. But that, that idea of the, you know, uh, the bamboo, like how are you able to take, and, that, and this is what I'm saying with the work that I've done with people, planting these seeds and helping people keep the faith helping people keep the belief that they are planting seeds and those seeds will blossom. Because when the world is against you, when the world around you is telling you you're crazy, you're dumb, you're stupid, this is ridiculous. Why would you want to make this career change? You're making more money doing this. You worked so hard at this. You've got this degree. You've, you've been working at this for five years. Why would you stop doing this? You know, but I had a lady brought up before you know, she saw me speak somewhere. She had been doing photography for like five years and wasn't going very well. And then thought, well, I want to do video. Video's it. This video thing is really exciting. So I'm going to, I'm going to hire this guy so I can accelerate my journey in video. So I don't have to go through all the trial and tribulation that I went in with, uh, with photography and I'm going to get help. And we spent the day together. And at the end of the day, the lady's like bowling and she realizes I don't want to do video. And she stopped and then she ended up going in a CrossFit gym and she accelerated in that pathway. She succeeded much faster than she had in anything else she'd been trying to do because it was a right fit for her. Because sometimes we have things that quite frankly, we've got to see, do we view through the lens of professionalism? Like I'm going to do this as a professional. Like I really want to do this. And do you have a whatever it takes mentality? Or at the first sign of something, you're like, eh, and then you go back and do whatever else. It's kind of ho-hum. Or do you have, I will do whatever it takes to figure it out. And so what I find is, is it just, even when you have something that's a right fit for you, the, the, the speed at which you succeed with it will vary because there's so many different variables. And some things, you know, like in video, when people ask about, um, you know, weddings, weddings can be one of the easier things, but only for a person who wants to do it. If you don't want to do it, the people who I see struggle with it is because they're, they're doing something that they don't want to do. I didn't have the success that I had. And, and I think that when I really look a lot at my career in coaching and speaking, I didn't have the success that I have until the last couple of years, because prior to that, 
I wasn't really following fully my heart and my intuition and my gut like I did with video. With video, I was just having fun and doing not necessarily a right or wrong thing. I was just following my bliss, following my curiosity, following the fun. And quite frankly, as I would have things that were less fun and you know less enjoyable, I stopped doing it. But I lost all that when I started learning from people who I deemed to be smarter and wiser than me. And, it, and I'm not here to knock any of those people. There's so much that I learned and, and so many great teachers, so many great relationships and connections that I built. But what I did find is that there were far less people who encouraged me to do the things that I really wanted to do. I thought, hell, I'm going to learn from these people. They'll accelerate the path for me. The reason I have somebody go, I don't want to do video. Now I want to be a cone or in a CrossFit gym, or I want to be in CrossFit or do something there is because I am not looking to help people do what they don't want to do. I am helping people do what they do want to do. That thing that likely they've lost in their heart, in their gut, in their intuition, and they're, rant, they're roaming around doing things that they don't like, that they don't want to do, that if they didn't need money, they wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole, and getting people back to their heart, getting people back to the things that they would just do for fun. And I have to remind myself of that each and every single day. Because although I believe the success that I've had in the last two years is a large byproduct of the fact that I've had a lot more fun and I stopped following all the things that I quote unquote should do that are the right ways to do things. But some of the ways that I'm going to do things might be because some of these other pathways that people say, they might be easier than the pathway that I'm going to do, but they're not going to be easier if I don't want to do them. All right, all right, all right. Got some energy back today. God bless America. <laughs> Where are we at in the chat? Where are we at? Questions? Questions, thoughts? Who's on here? Marty, Navitad. Joe. Anyone of you want to do any one-on-one today? Who's over there on Facebook? Say hello. Say hello. MindTuneUpTimeLive.com. You can register for these Zooms every week, 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can uh, get access to the Facebook group over there where I stream these. Uh, that's where the recordings live immediately. And you can also, uh, typically by end of day Thursday, it's on YouTube, it's on podcast platforms. Uh, I update the show notes here on Facebook and uh on those platforms so people luigi what's up my friend good to see you again and uh and uh so that you can see what happened on the on the call uh you can also head on over to the mindmechanic.net um if you're ready let's rock and roll taking on some more clients here going into 2022 um so if it's something you've been thinking about reach out to me got a couple weeks here we don't have to get started in fact i don't plan on anybody getting started here now on January 1st, but we're going to rock and roll. Who's going to rock it out in 2022? Marty, Navitad, Joe, Carolyn, Alicia. We're going to rock it out together in 2022. Go deeper. Some of you here every single week. 
listening in on this on this call on the Tuesday tune of time. We're going to be getting our, our uh, well, for some of the people, it'll be their second meetup here, probably February, March. Um, and so uh, the deal won't get any better than sitting on mindmechanic.net under the coaching tab um, than it currently is right now. In fact, it probably should already be far more. Um, includes a Thursday call that I do every week. Um, uh, includes a Thursday call that I do every week. You get the, the assessment that I mentioned. You get a one-on-one call with Cohen Sisler, an incredible behavioral profiler, um, and then two meetups. We'll be getting together people in person. We had one back in October that was absolutely awesome. It was great to connect with people in real life. Um, and so, uh, um, so yeah, so that's an incredible offer uh, there. You can see all the details. If you have any questions or thoughts, um, definitely reach out to me. Um, you can reach out to me, facebook.com slash Gebs86. A picture of me and my wife, Michael Gebbin there. If you have questions or thoughts about that, um, and then I also still, uh, this is why I get a hold of that because, um, uh, continues to decrease how much time I'm given, but I give a week of coaching your pocket. So, you know, if, uh, and, and in general, if you're on here and you're like, I can't ever get on camera or audio or anything for the one-on-ones, that's where my coach in your pocket, uh, really makes a big difference. Um, and so best place to probably start is that initial deal on my website, that's going to give you a week of coaching your pocket, which is private coaching. And one of the reasons I started that is because of people's hectic schedules. Um, and because um, also I had a very hectic schedule for a long time. And so uh, through observations, through some people that I worked with, uh, kind of came up with that phrase. And um, it allows me to work with people you know, technically 24, seven, 365, but you know, I have a certain response time kind of Monday through Friday, nine to five, but it allows you to get your thoughts out and different things at different times of the day. I've got people that they're getting off from a job at nine 30 at night and they're firing me their audios and firing me their thoughts. And then I get back to them and we're able to keep this ongoing dialogue, um, you know, going to really support someone in their journey uh, towards their goals and their aspirations and the, and the things and helping untangle, um, people have used the word accountability. I'm not accountability and like checking in 24, seven, 365. Um, but I do find that there's that level of accountability that like the backwards bike story when we're helping, you know, when I'm helping to rewire your brain to get you out of the funk that you may or may not be in, um, that consistency is important, but if you like what you hear here and, um, you know, you want that additional help, that deal on the website is the best way to get started gives you a week, coach in your pocket. And then if you want more of that and continue that on, you know, that's something that we can talk about and kind of convert that, that deal over. But, uh, yeah. So curious, how many of you, how many of you plan on, um, jumping in on the coaching here in the next two, three, uh, four weeks here, but between now and the end of the year and get you started. Betty, you're ready to rock. You've been here for weeks and weeks and weeks. Some of you, I'm uh, just curious. So do a three hour MIA first. Uh, yeah, Joe, send me a message. I'm going to put a link here so that we can connect. I'm going to put a link to my Facebook. Send me a message, Joe. Anybody else? My Facebook's on there. Send me a message. If you got, if you're on Facebook already, then, uh, 
when I'm there. So send me a message. Any other questions today? Now what popped in there? Let's see. All right, man. That's rock and roll. God dang, God dang. Mark Van Day. All right. Let's do it, buddy. Uh, you ready, buddy? Of course. Let's, let's dig in here for a little bit. I'm on my phone, so I'm having to switch a few things over. There he is. Hello. God dang. There you are, buddy. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. All right. Good, my man. Well, well speak to me. I know that this is the first time uh, <laughs> got to speak it up here. You've been on a ton of the calls. We've got stuff came to the, the workshop, you know, in October. Mm -hmm. So tell me what's going on, man. So a lot. I, uh, First and foremost, I uh, took the leap of faith and stepped away from my. Uh, oh, you muted. Hold on. And uh, from there, I've just kind of been really trying to get my own thing up off the ground. So you said um, you cut out for that like five seconds there. You stepped away from. Oh, my previous employer. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So I stepped away from them. They were. Uh, Definitely not treating me the way I like to be treated and also took away a lot of time from doing things that would potentially be more fruitful for me. So Got I it. did that. Um, I made sure I was going to be okay first. So sure. like, I'm, I'm all right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not just going crazy. <laughs> uh, aside from that, the biggest challenge I've been finding lately is getting from this thinking to the acting stage, I would have to say. Right. Uh, with what I'm doing. Uh, so actually just uh, getting over my self-doubt would probably be the biggest problem. Sure. Now I have a little bit of background only from your, your, your brother. You want to give me a little context to kind of the situation and what you're wanting to do? Like that aspect that we were talking about earlier, um, you know, if you don't know what you're wanting to do, it's hard to know what steps to do. But then when you do right. know what you want to do, and I think you do know what you want to do overall, Yes. Uh, the problem is, is it's kind of something nobody's really ever done in this area, like mm -hmm. the Madison County, Illinois area. Okay. Um, and that's bridging the gap between what I do as a personal trainer and uh, what people do as physical therapists and uh, occupational therapists and actually other healthcare uh, recognized fields and starting up uh, something that's more of a clinical approach to fitness and exercise and as opposed to uh, classic bodybuilding, powerlifting, sports oriented stuff and more focused on actual health. Okay. Uh, not that those things aren't good for health sure, sure. in their own ways, but yeah. yeah. Got it. Okay. Uh, everyday person more so. And so, so in that aspect, um, what, um, 
what's that step that you're thinking about taking, but you're not yet taking? Is there something there where you're like, I know what I need to do, but I'm just not doing it. Or do you not know what you need to do based on the fact that you're thinking that you're doing this in a, in a different way or. Hmm. That's a really good question. So I know what I need to be doing is just a matter of uh, getting over the mental hurdles of, and actually doing it with uh, calling people who are medical doctors and actually, you know, people who are physical therapists and, uh, you know, recognized new, uh, nutritionists and things like that. Not like, um, cause a lot of times people with those backgrounds and credentials have a far higher level of academic, uh, accreditation than I do. And that's quite intimidating. Okay. And yeah. So now what, uh, what's your need in calling them? Like what's the, what do you need them for? And what's that? So why is where you're, cause I mean, at least from what your brother said as well, like you've, you've gotten some incredible results for the people that you've helped and that you've worked with and, and, and right. what we're doing. Um, so uh, I'm trying not to go the whole route of uh, commercial fitness that's been done for a very long time where you hear like, their advertisements and stuff like that. Like, not that I don't want to do traditional advertising, but a referral program that is based on trust with other professionals in uh, adjacent fields, such as like physical therapy. And so they would stuff, be like your referral earlier. partner though? Is that what you're trying to? Yeah. And that's a hard thing to do because there's, that really hasn't been done. Okay. And there's a lot to unpack with that in of itself in the fitness industry in general. Mm-hmm. So. And see, and I, I think that that's where, you know, so that's the aspect is it's, I mean, so do you have proof that it can't be done though? Mm, no, I don't have proof that it can't be done. I just have proof that it hasn't been really done around here. <laughs> so, okay, great. So, so do you have proof that it's been done elsewhere to the degree no. that you see yourself? So you, you okay, you don't. I mean, I, there's a little bit with my previous employer, but again, uh, I'm not going to put, spend too much time talking about them, but unfortunately they, they are, the gym I was working for had a very disassociated upper management structure that completely destroys what's going on within their fitness center. So, so let's just look at this for a second though. If the, because I think sometimes what's fascinating is that, uh, cause this doesn't matter if we just kind of delete employment, self-employment or whatever, and just say working with mm-hmm. people. And it doesn't matter yeah. whether you're working with people, the way you work with people, the way I did with video, the way I'm doing right now, like in general, you're just, you're dealing with human beings. And so mm-hmm. the, 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 the problem is, is sometimes you run into less than ideal human beings. Right. And, and that can right. happen via employment, self-employment. It doesn't really matter. You know, I, I had some, you know, what people would deem called, you know, bridezillas, your brother's probably got horror stories you've heard here and there about certain things. And so it doesn't yeah. really matter what you're doing. You're going to deal with people that are for one reason or another problematic. So mm-hmm. if you would have plugged yourself into, or if you can still in the interim of, of your building your own whole thing up, are there any environments where if the people were ideal, that that would 
would be better though. Like if you would look at the situation you're in and said, oh, the people were great and they were so friendly and they had a certain type of mindset and attitude and perspective towards things that that would have been a really great opportunity. Mm -hmm. Like, is, mm -hmm. is that safe to say? Or is it like, no, the whole way it was structured, like I can just vision seeing it different besides the bad of the people. Cause it sounds like the people and the way they ran things were a problem. But if you, right. if you had good people in place and they ran things differently, how would that have made you feel about the whole situation? Uh, it would have made me feel a lot better. And I feel like there would have been a lot more uh, coming to the middle ground and actually working on things that need to be working on, worked on in a reasonable manner. Okay. Uh, that being said, I've also always wanted to start up my own thing and go my own mm -hmm. way i'm just kind of innately a little bit of a rebellious person in that manner yeah I get uh, it. Like it, yeah I, yeah i can't in normal nine to fives i've worked them i lose my mind i yeah. can't do that it's gonna it just kills my mental health and it yeah. sucks my soul dry there's things like i don't mind doing side hustles and things like that but it has to be on my terms. I'm yeah, and I think that the, the side, the whole side hustle thing right now, I mean, the, the aspect is depending on how long your runway is. And then there's that aspect of like the easiest things to stay afloat. But it, if you know what you want, now it's just mm -hmm. get some of that proof. Like you need, you know, need to make the calls because that's where those steps are. And those are where pivots happen mm -hmm. and, and whatnot, you know, like um, because there is no, you won't gain the clarity through thinking about it. You've probably already right. thought till you're blue in the face. I mean, I know what you, in talking to Cohen a little bit and understanding enough of, about you from what I have observed without mm -hmm. even interacting, you know, you definitely have more, and you just said that, that thinker mentality, right? And then there's mm -hmm. this paralysis about, well, this could happen if I make the call or I don't have enough credentials or of this, but you've got to get the absolute certainty in that, the absolute right. proof in that. And that will only happen through you actually making some of the phone calls. But if you think about it, I mean, yeah, if you didn't want to interact or work outside of five minutes outside your house, then you might have one place to call. And if it doesn't work out with them, then it's like, well, it's the end of the world. Right. And that's where, yeah. you know, for me, like with video, I mean, I, and I think it depends, right. You, you want something that's definitely, um, cause I think that's the other aspect, right? Like if, um, I wanted in video to make what I made without again, like moving. Cause you know, some people, they moved to New York, they moved to LA, they moved to these different places because they think, well, that's how they got to mm -hmm. succeed. Well, you know, for me, yeah. Again, if I didn't want to leave my house, like outside of 10 minutes, then I would have never probably gotten paid more than a thousand bucks or 500 bucks to do something because I was willing to fly places. Now I could have also maybe gone and been like, yeah, I'm going to live in San Diego and then I won't have to, fly all the time, you know? So it just depends on, you know, the fact of if you're doing versus, hold on, versus like my coaching now, I got the world at my fingertips. So I literally, mm -hmm. uh, because I don't have to have a physicality to it and I've chosen that the way I'm building something, I can have clients in, you know, New Zealand and, and Greece, mm -hmm. but then I'm using this app to do that. So my molding, but yet I'm still doing something that, you know, for a while, there weren't really many people doing. I mean, I'm literally 
the amount of people I hear who don't even check their voicemails on their phone if somebody leaves them a voicemail, and yet coach in your pocket is technically leaving people voicemails, and yet I had to break that paradigm for myself and for others because I didn't just do what was understood, what was normal. What would have been easily understood is like, hey, I, I set up for a five call package and, you know, and I've got, you know, I do a 90 minute session once a week, right? That's, that's a normal, easy to understand thing that people get out there. So when you do something because you're rebellious, because you're whatever words you want to give it. And that's how I feel. It's why I resonate. I think a lot of people come because to me, because I've always tended to do things like when I did the same day edit back in the day, you know, I was able to book people that tried to find somebody else for months. I mean, I literally have somebody call me four months later because they were like, well, can't find anybody to do what you do because I did something at the time that was so unique, but I faced a lot of resistance because I couldn't explain it to people, people who didn't experience it. So it made my life technically more difficult because I didn't just do what everybody else did. And so right now, because you've chosen to have versions of a concept that maybe you just can't point a finger and go, oh, okay, well, this is how this person, this is how they do it. Now you have something to really kind of have a blueprint. If you're choosing to truly, which I bet there's a little bit more there that isn't like ground zero. You're not doing work with people that like, I'm not even doing work with people that's never been done. I'm just simply using tools and doing it in certain ways that are a little bit different, but I'm still by proxy doing what other people are doing. So I think for you, you know, you're doing things that aren't completely original that no one on earth has done. It's just maybe the way you want to structure it isn't, isn't as normal. And so you've got to start to, to really get proof out there from the way you're thinking about it so that you can start to pivot and make changes and make tweaks. Mm-hmm. But that's just going to call, cause there's nothing really bad. Like I said, if you only had one person on earth to call and, and if it didn't work out with them, the, you, you're this business model screwed and you got to start over from scratch, but oh, yeah. you ultimately have lots of people and lots of opportunity. Um, and people need mm-hmm. what you offer, you know, I mean, it's very much, you obviously saw it in the, in the environment you were in, but there were other mm-hmm. elements to it that weren't conducive for you as just who you are and how you like to do things. And it sounds like probably weren't conducive for the people that were on the receiving end either. And that's why you want to set up something different. The problem with my previous employer was the uh, work culture is self-sabotaging. There just wasn't enough to go around uh, for everybody. Yeah. And yeah, it's, uh, I could complain about it for days, but that doesn't do me any good. Right. Uh, so I'm just going to let that be in the past. Yeah. Uh, there's actually, I got a list of people that I can call and it, there's a few hundred of them on there in the area. It's just, again, self-doubt paralysis by analysis. Those so what's are the my doubt? The doubt is that they're going to all just reject you. Every You're going to call every single one of them and they're all going to tell you, this is stupid, man. You can't do this. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of uh, classic conditioning that I could point to from sure. the past, unfortunately, that has created that uh, self-doubt. Uh, that's one of the differences between my brother and I is he uh, love him to death, but he definitely got a bit more positive reinforcement at home and from social peers 
Well, uh, he, he I ran did, around so. with me for a decade. So <laughs> yeah, that too. So, but I mean, that's the, yeah. that's the thing. I think that, um, if you can start to do one simple conditioning that, that helped me, that's helped people with this whole aspect of, uh, uh the imperfect action and different things like you already lose right now. Like you have already lost, mm -hmm. like by not reaching out to anybody, whatever proof you think you've had or haven't had, um, the, the clarity that you have today, the person that you, that you have, that you are today is not the same person that may or may not have made a couple calls six months, two years ago. The environment's mm -hmm. obviously changed. COVID has changed things. Um, but like I've programmed myself to believe that the worst that's going to happen already happens by doing nothing. So you have no ability or opportunity for positive to happen by not taking the action. Like you think you're saving yourself some kind of, uh, pain or struggle from having mm -hmm. rejection happen, but like you already are being rejected by not doing anything. Like you're already, they're already all, you've been rejected right now by 200 people, 100 people, 50 people. Like they've all rejected mm -hmm. you. That's what I've programmed my mind because now the trying, the making the calls gives me actual feedback that I can do something with that makes it real. It either makes it where, oh, well, you know, because if you made 10 calls right now, you're going to learn something from those 10 calls that are going to make right. you different on the next 10 calls. It'll make you different on the next 10 after that. But this actually, I don't know, in the uh, group chat I'm in on Voxer with you guys, I posted a video yesterday and it really does come down to that is if yes. you just make the action and then surrender the outcome, Yeah, that is actually a very beneficial thing. So you're just starting to say things I've been thinking in my own head. Sure. And like, unfortunately, the dichotomy between the don't do it in fear and then yeah. the uh, if you don't do it, then you've already, you know, lost. Then, uh, yeah. Well, it, it's interesting, man. Like I, you know, when I wanted to do the work I'm doing today. I literally till last August, all the connections I had in video production, the way I viewed myself, which is, you know, the work I had to do on myself and then the work I help others do. I basically was like, well, those were all, I mean, there's some of them are still my friends. Some of them don't even talk to me anymore, but the reality mm -hmm. is I'm not going to get any, any coaching work. Like all these people that, um, that I've, I've worked with in video, all these relationships I built up for a decade, the way I viewed myself, which is why it's so important who we're being, because who you're being will have affect the doing, right? And so mm -hmm. to the degree that if you think that you're worthless, that you're not good at what you do, that it's not going to work out, that affects the actions you take. Because if you think you're a badass and that there are people who are suffering right now, if you don't put yourself out there, or if you metaphorically speaking, had a cure for cancer, like how much do you believe you got to get almost outside yourself? Because how many people are out there right now that Mark Vandehey that you could help or that you have helped? And by you hiding, being afraid, being fearful, these things, they're ending up in systems like you were just in that are causing them more harm than good. And you know that you have ways that can help them. So for me, like I had all these people that were video clients that I'm just like, yep, that that's all just, it's all gone. It's all done. Like they, I'm not doing video mm -hmm. anymore. So, you know, 
they can be my friend, but be outside of that. What, what could I do to help them? They don't need me. And I don't know how to help them. I don't know how to help their businesses, but that word, I went into 2021 this year with the word bold. And that was such a powerful mental shift because one, I kept doing work, which kept proving to myself that what I did worked that helped in and of itself. But then following my curiosity, I had something happen that happened in April that I got a little job for. It was a, a version of employment, but that thing opened up ideas for me inside that then all of a sudden, all these relationships that I had that I was just throwing in the trash can and was like, yeah, well, those are useless. We've been there for a long time. Like I made money uh, this past basically February through September with a relationship that I'd had since 2012 that up until last August, I didn't even reach out to because of my belief around myself. And it was an opportunity that happened that they didn't bring it to me. They didn't come to me. Tony Robbins back in the day never came to me. Like most of the things I've had, and that's why I have such a uh, uh, propensity towards, you know, action because my wife that I'm with, like some of the greatest opportunities I've had or greatest things that have happened in my life have come by proxy of action and reaching out. Now, I have had plenty of, of, of things that have rejected me that didn't work out, that didn't respond for three years. But as long as you do things that allow you to maintain life, pay your bills, eat, you know, have all your main necessities taken care of, Uh then it's through the action that'll start to have you. There will be people that you are friends with today that you won't even aren't even on your radar because of these other actions you need to take first. And when you take those, there'll be new people that'll pop up because you'll have a new level of clarity, a new level of confidence. But right now, have you always ultimately been employed to some capacity though? So even though you have had problems with it or yeah. I mean, I was technically an independent contractor for one of my jobs, but like it wasn't really self-employment because of how the nature. Once they, they hired you, you were just, they paid you basically. Well, uh, it was commission-based and it was also a very toxic business model, Okay. but I learned what not to do from that one as well. Uh, yeah, and, and so also I, what to do. Yeah. So I think that that's been part of your, your journey right now. What you have to watch is the toxic things you've, you've been involved in, you can start to create a, a bias in your brain that's going to have you believe that that's just going to keep happening. And mm-hmm. if you don't watch it, you'll, you'll, you know, whatever you've had happen that's making you fearful about reaching out. There's been things that you've already gotten some proof. And so by proxy and, and you're like, oh, my brother got the positive gene. You know, I did, you know, there's these things. So the, what's that? No, no, no. It's not that I'm, more so saying that my brother definitely got more positive reinforcement okay. uh, for certain things. Okay. And okay. It's a long story and I'm not about to give my life. No, story that's fine. That, that's fine. But yeah, but no. yeah, but you still, but so regardless, there's still right. Like if we look right now though, you've still had a number of things where you do have the toxic negative, you know, kind of bias that's happened in the scenarios you've been in. Like mm-hmm. anytime I've been employed, like you've got a lot of proof for why things potentially won't work, what you have to start creating is the proof that it can, that it will. And I think that Mm -hmm. that's through the fact that you're now getting involved in things like this, where you're starting to get 
in an environment that's reconditioning your mind for positive opportunity, positive possibilities, so that you can start to create a new kind of container for your life that no longer is continuing to prove as things don't work out and it's toxic and it's negative and, you know, it won't work and you'll start creating, you know, um, proof that it does work, that it can work, that there are positive environments, that things can, because I think that's the thing too. Like, I mean, I, I, I think that people at times, we create, I think that there's a lot out there that creates that um, self-employment. Like you can control the outcome a lot more, like when you're the leader, but then Mm -hmm. there's a lot that has to be done at times that we at times can take for granted that is being taken care of by employers at times. And there's all these things that happen. So for you right now, you've seen what works, you've seen what hasn't worked. And now it's just a matter of, because the more you just think nothing's passing besides you just be, you know, getting closer to a time where you got to potentially go do something else again, you don't want to do. And so if you can start getting outside that comfort zone, like I said, and start taking those actions and and getting that real world feedback so that you can see, because I mean, I think that's the thing sometimes too, is like, you know, sometimes we do have these grandiose ideas, And sometimes the fact that it hasn't been done is a phenomenal thing. And sometimes it hasn't been done. There's reasons why it hasn't been done. And you have to have a level of tenacity inside because I do believe that when I say there's reasons it hasn't been done, it doesn't mean it can't be done, but it, Mm -hmm. it, it may mean that there's a level of intensity and drive and tenacity that you have to have because the amount of hurdles to overcome, that's like the lady I mentioned with the, the video. And I've had this happen a few times where it's just like the people realize that they don't have enough passion and drive to do the thing that they like, they don't have enough passion and drive for video or photography to do what's necessary to make it a living. They like it. It's fun, but to make it their living, there's too many things where they're just like, ah, I, I'd rather just kind of do this for on the side for fun. And so it's like, you know, yes, working within other people's containers comes with its, its pros and cons doing your own thing comes with its own pros and cons, but you'll have more control over typically the cons because you get to pivot. You get to, you know, as I've said, create your life, your way or create your business, your way, you know, so upfront doing say coach in your pocket came with cons because people are like, well, what is that? I don't understand that coach in your pocket boxer. I've never heard of boxer. Like, so, there's a lot of, um, you know, um, hold on one second. Sorry. Uh, got distracted there for one second. Somebody's banging on a door to make sure my wife is, <laughs> uh, Oh, it's just post office. Um, so because I didn't just do things in a normal way, I faced more resistance and, and, and that, you know, it's like, how bad did I want it? And so that's the thing to think about right now. It's like, how bad do you want this? And right now there are people that need your help that by yeah. you staying in your head and, and creating all these things that you think, you know, may or may not be true. You can start getting proof by just taking the actions and realizing that at least there's an opportunity for a positive outcome. 
And, you know, there's a guy named Rich Litvin. I love, and, and I believe this because I, I've seen it in my own life just personally, but yes lives in the land of no's. It doesn't live in a land of yeses, meaning you're going to typically default to having more people reject, say no, you know, whatever. It's just like planting the seeds. You know, I've had people that I've done two hour calls with that come back two or three years later. You know, literally do not give me money now. Do not sign up now. I barely even have any contact with. And then they just pop up because that's one of those examples of, you know. I've had that. I've had that same thing happen with clients before uh, where, you know, years ago I would talk to them even when I first started as a trainer. And then, you know, they hire me six months back or whatever. And it took them two and a half years to get around to it, but they did it. Right. And that's why staying in. You know, it sounds like you're passionate about an overall similar thing. It's just a matter of business model right mm-hmm. now and simply creating something that fits your personality, your mold, um, and and um, and being able to go out there with some of these people right now. And, and, and the thing you want to do, too, is you want to really look at all the people you're thinking about reaching out. And I guarantee there's some people in there that can be potentially easier wins right? They're the paths of least resistance. There's, there's a relationship there because that's how you want the dominoes to, to fall. See, for me at times, I've done certain things that make other things easier. And it's because, you know, at times, um, the thing I did first created the, 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 there's, the, the, you know, there's a relationship, there's some notoriety, there's something there that makes it easier for the next reach outs. So I think you can look at some of that strategically and go, who do I have a relationship with that can open the first door? And then you do something mm-hmm. with that and then you can start opening up more doors. But like, that's what I've always done. I always go to the path of least resistance first versus the path of, you know, like the deal I'm talking about. Like that was a way easier because it was somebody I knew. Now they, it took convincing, it took persistence. Like I, it took me, God, there were a friend, they were at my wedding and it took me half a dozen times to get a hold of them the first time. Then I talked to them for a while. Then they connected me with their brother. And then that took another three months to get a hold of the brother. And then I had to stay involved with him for a few months. And then finally the thing happened. So it's again, how bad do you want this thing? Because a lot of people, what's going to happen is you're going to get a lot of non-responses. And non-responses, I do not, I have programmed myself overall to not believe it's anything more than that, a non-response. Because what, you'll, what you can default to is, yep, see, they're not interested. They don't like it. They don't want it, whatever. But people are busy. They got a lot going on. And a lot mm-hmm. of times people are not persistent. People reach out to somebody one time, email them once, text them once, call them once, and then they don't get a response. And they go on to the next one. They're like, well, I called 14 people. Nobody responded to me. And it's like, well, it could just be you called them all freaking You decided to call them all at Christmas time right? You know, or whatever, like there could be something there. Now, not that there's ever a perfect time, but like, I'm just saying in general that you've got to recognize to also train your mind to not take a non-response as a no or as a negative. Yeah. Tashina's, I remember her saying something like that, right? Like she had to call her brother. I don't know. I have to open this up here to see exactly what it says five times to get booked at this one job. And so I I think that that's the thing that people take for granted with the the self-employment is that at times you know, there is a lot more resistance. You get hired somewhere, you can kind of just show up. Usually there might be some other parts of the the environment that suck, 
but you still get to show up and you get paid and you, and you get to do your job. Whereas right now, what you find is, is it's like, there's a lot of things to overcome to get the momentum moving forward in your favor so that you can create this environment that you've probably been, I mean, how long you've been thinking about setting up what you want to set up and doing what you want to do versus doing it through other people? Mm, Up until now, I would have to say that up until like my previous experience has really just been a training ground. And this has been something I've contemplated for uh, several years since I was in college. So probably started back contemplating this 2015 2016 okay and okay. so i definitely have it all thought out and flushed out i'm yeah. sure you know that if you saw my yeah <laughs> profile and talk that's uh, it yeah like so yeah i definitely got the idea it's just uh constructing it and putting it all out there and getting people to realize the value in it and I, i'm Right now, since it's just me, it's not going to be for everybody. I'm yeah. not a powerlifting coach. I'm yeah, not sure. a uh, bodybuilder. I'm, there's a lot of things that I'm not, uh, but I'm not defined, defined solely by what I'm not. Yeah. So, but what I am really good at is helping and that, people with And that is else. what you need to focus on, Mark. You need to focus on your absolute strength and zone of genius right now. And then mm-hmm. recognize that you don't need to have like – Look, if we're driving somewhere again, I got to get in the car. I got to put the key in the ignition. I got to turn the car on. I got to put it in reverse. I got to pull out. I got to put it in drive and I got to drive forward. And if I don't have gas, then I got to drive to a gas station. But you're always, mm-hmm. you don't need to, you're not doing it all at once. You, you, you can't get in the car, put it in drive, put the gas in the car and teleport your way to the location. Like you're going to have to do each one of those steps. And so right now, like what is the next logical step after everything we've said, what's the next logical step for you to take? You don't need to have everything set up or all these things done, but what's the next thing that you could do that moves the needle for you a little bit to give you some extra clarity and confidence around, around this idea. Okay. Yeah. I definitely making those phone calls and then I, there's one other contact I need to follow up with that is a bit more promising. At least I hope uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I am, I know they're definitely interested in potentially working with me, but also I don't know what their plans in life are. So that's all right. Yeah. I mean, you, 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 you I'm vaguely alluding focus on your strength and give people if they need it or whatever, give them an experience because that's what I found you know, somebody mentioned in there earlier, so I can kind of chime that in this aspect of, of kind of free to fee, this aspect of, can you give somebody an experience so that they can rather than like, so like for me, rather than conceptually talking about what I do, what I would do, like say with the coach in your pocket, I gave in the very, very beginning, my initial clients that I had with coach in your pocket, they got 30 day trials, like no credit card, no, nothing. I just said, Hey, and I use this language called love it or leave it. If you love it, then we can talk about continuing on. If you don't, then you can leave it, but you can leave it at any time. Cause it's not like I'm, I'm signing you up. And if you don't cancel in a week or a day or, a, you know, 30 seconds, you know, I'm going to bill you. It's just like, let me show you this. Let me give you this experience. Cause I was not confident. And that's what I find is when you're not confident about something, you're confident about something. 
right? I was confident mm-hmm. about my coaching at that time on certain levels. I wasn't confident about the approach that I wanted to take via this app. So I'm like, you know what? I don't want to try to, if I got 30 people right now that are interested, rather than convince five of them or two of them or one of them to give me money and then the rest just go on their merry way, I would have rather had 15 or 20 say yes for free and give them the experience because I'm going to get more experience doing 20 people than doing two people. And even though maybe I end up with the same amount of signups afterwards, that working with those more people gives me the the confidence to go, oh, I've done this. I know it works, whatever. But I can be a little dense at times. I still offer that for like a year and a half. And I still had people sign up. Some signed up now, some signed up later, and some still haven't signed up. But like that is something that I, a lot of people are lacking trust in people right now. And so at times, until you build more demand than you have supply, giving people an experience rather than trying to conceptually talk about something can be a really powerful way for them to go, I get it. Right now, you may be doing something that it's not that it's a matter of they don't get it. Maybe some of the people that you would be, uh, we're talking about this, you wouldn't be giving the referral partner necessarily the experience, but making sure since you're going to have a lot of local and in-person stuff, like, can you get these people to lunch? Can you, can they experience Mark Vandehey? And you getting able to do your best to get out of potential email, because obviously you have a relationship driven business, a relationship of people oriented business. So you want to do your best to get into phone conversation, to get into meetings um, with people, to meet people so they can experience you. And then the main thing you need to, to, to stay focused on right now is what, see, my hack for all of this is I'm only talking about what I'm actually, what I know and what I'm passionate about. If you started talking about sports to me right now, dude, I'd shut up and probably try to get you off here pretty quick. Cause I don't, I wouldn't care. And I wouldn't have anything like I wouldn't connect with you on that. And so yeah. my hack is to talk to about what I know and what I love and what I'm passionate about. And so you obviously have areas that if you get with the right person, there is stuff that you can talk about that you have a depth of knowledge about. You have, obviously, I would focus on the caring of people because you see where the deficit is. You have, obviously, through what I've seen and what I've heard about you, you have a depth of caring for people that most people don't have. We live in a world where people don't give a shit about what they do anymore, and they care more about the bottom line. They care more about profit over people, and you care about people Uh over profit. But the interesting thing is, is in the big picture, the people that stick with things that I have seen. The people who care more about people than profit make more profit than the people who don't. And so to the degree that you can believe that and own that and own that caring about people matters and that taking care of people matters and that that is one of your unique advantages over most people who may do what you do, that you actually have a, you didn't just get into this because, oh, well, my parents made me do it or this or that. I don't really give a shit, but now I'm stuck in this stupid thing. It's like you care deeply about people. Uh And if you can focus on your caring deeply for people, more deeper, you know, there's a fine line here how you say that, but like probably than some of the people that you might be dealing with, but that the bottom line is, is that passion for people, that passion for service, that passion for help, let that shine through because that's the area that you can win with. Don't focus on on the deficit or your deficits or where you're weak or where you're not good or where you haven't learned yet 
or maybe even mm-hmm. some of the things around business that you don't know, that those parts matter less. What matters is that you can connect with somebody and then show what you do know and how when people are in your care, they freaking transform. They change. Mm-hmm. And I know that you've had some, some transformations. I, either that, I don't think you told me, but your brother told me you know, that, that are, you know, miracles and miraculous. And those are the things that you need to focus on and anchor into for yourself as mm-hmm. you go about reaching out to these people, because that's the part when I reached out to the guy and the multiple people last year, I, that's what I had to focus on is that I can help your people. I care about the people you give me the opportunity. Your people will be blown away. And the only reason I'm not with that anymore is quite, quite frankly, they ended up wanting full-time employees and wanted me to do a bunch of other roles that I didn't want to do. And so, um, but otherwise I know that I outcared anybody that they had. And that was working for a while. That's what got me in the door because initially when I got in the door, I did the free to fee. I did a free thing and then I got them to pay yeah. me and I, and I proved that the people were loving it. And so you got to focus on those areas that you can win with right now. Because if your brain has a little bit of a deficit mindset, you can tend to default to that. That's what's going to have you lose rather than you focusing on where you're really, really strong right now. Because some of the areas in business that you might have deficits in, the ability to open these doors and the relationships and how great you are, what you actually know that you're the service you're providing, that's the area that you can get the doors open. And that's where you want to talk to people from that place because that's where you'll you'll be able to to stick out versus you getting stuck in the minutia and in the, in the in the weeds of the areas that you don't have all the answers to right now or that you're not good at. Mm-hmm. So does that help? Uh, yes, that actually does. Um, that helps quite a bit, and right. yeah, I'm starting to see why I wasn't able to continue working for a lot of the companies I was sure. working for. Is they. Yeah, it, I wasn't able to play to my strengths yeah. within them. And also, you know, and that's the magic that you get to create right now. Like, that's what you get yeah. to create. You get to create an environment, a, 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 a business, a lifestyle that allows you to play within your strengths. And, uh, and that's something to look forward to right now. You know, and I think that you mm-hmm. just, and, and you got to look too. There's going to be some people you reach out to right now that it's a no for now. And then you're going to do more things, get more clarity, get more confidence, and you're going to be able to come back around and go back to some of those people. And that's the thing I think that I hear when I hear people go, well, I already did that. I already reached out to everybody. And it's like, but you hear, and it's like, yeah, you, you reached out to them a year and a half ago. Like you're different now. You've accomplished different things. You've, you've had certain successes. There's certain things that you now, like there's been people that when I went to talk to them and tried to explain X, you know, two years ago. It, I wasn't very articulate. I wasn't very clear. That's why I got to know. And I come back around now with the level of confidence and clarity and conviction I have today. And I get a different response and maybe they're at a different stage in their career. So you just, the strengths and the, the next steps, which are these, these people that you know, or this person that you're thinking is a good opportunity and reach out, um, but have start to practice that building a level of conviction in what it is that you do. Um, and how much those people that are out there uh, need you. Um, and it, it's not about you because obviously if you make it about you, you'll just hide. You won't make the calls. You, you won't do the things necessary. But if you think about those people that you've made an impact in their life 
and how mm -hmm. much that mattered to them, to their family, maybe that they could walk again or they could whatever. And your ability to do that because of your level of passion and enthusiasm for what you do, that that'll help you get out of your own way for these calls mm -hmm. that you need to make and these reach outs that you need to do to start being able to have the opportunities um, to, to help you be able to help those people. So it's good stuff, okay. man. I mean, it's, you got 2022 is a, it's a good year. You just wrap up here at the end of the year and, and you, you know, and, and start taking, I mean, dude, I've, I've had things where, I mean, I know everything's, you know, different and it all depends on what it is that you're trying to do, but like, you know, uh, who knows what will happen here for me, but like, um, you know, in 2018, I went in on December 21st, still, not quite knowing what that guy was going to do for, for 2018 or what I was going to go into the year mm -hmm. doing or anything. I hadn't still made any money coaching or speaking, but this is where, and I have to, what I'm about to say, I have to recognize for myself as well, how I'm different, how I'm viewing myself, because all of a sudden on January 1st, I decided I'm going to hold a, a local event and I hadn't done anything in like locally. I hadn't held anything since 2012 and I wasn't doing mm -hmm. much. I was like a recluse locally. And so but my tenacity and drive and coming out of the gates, guns a blazing on January 1st, you know, I was in the radio, I was in the newspaper, I was going live all the time. I was doing all these things. Now, all the prior going lives just in general that I had done had given me practice and my confidence to do that, that particular activity. But like, mm -hmm. I didn't have anything on January 1st. And by January 31st, I held an event locally that had, you know, a couple hundred people there, but this time in 2017, I had nothing. And so a lot can happen in a short period of time, but like, um, but all these other buildups allow that to happen. So for you now, you, the ability to get people results, that's where your strength is. But some of these other things to create your own business and your own referral network and your own thing there, it may take a little longer. Right. And so that's where, mm -hmm. because that part, you haven't built that muscle as much yet. And that's why right now you're just going to start those reach outs, start getting that feedback. That'll start giving you some more clarity. You'll start making pivots and, and it'll give you more of where the direction, you know, what destination you should put in your GPS. I think, you know, the destination, but right now your GPS is a little broken mm -hmm. and doesn't really know where to go. And so that's why step one is just make those calls. And that'll start right. giving you feedback and then it'll start correcting and it'll start working better for you and you'll get to where you want to get to. Um, but it's only going to be a matter of you continuing to take the steps, take the actions, make the calls and not allow what up front could be some negative feedback or some people that don't get you or don't understand or whatever, not to let that get you discouraged. It's just a matter of, well, is this path, particular path still going to work or how, how do I mold it now? And maybe they get, and I would look at it too, um, as a matter of um, getting the feedback, making sure that some of the people that you talk to uh, are, are providing some feedback to the situation circumstance. What do they see? Oh, that's great there. I really like that, but I think you might you do that. And then just start to connect the dots. Don't just take mm -hmm. it all at face value, but really look at these conversations as, um, uh, is inquisitive, is learning, um, you know, because I think that sometimes with people, people just think that they're coming to take. If you come from a giver's aspect, and especially that the collaboration with you is going to be a win for their people, 
um, that's mm-hmm. a good way to, to view as well. Like you've got to keep anchoring into the, the, the people that you've made huge shifts in their life, because that's the thing that's going to help you carry forward as well. Um, cause it's not like you just started doing all this yesterday and you don't know what you're doing and you don't know, can I really help people? Um, you know, and all that, it's just that you've got a model that you're not a hundred percent sure about yet, but you know that what you do works. Mm-hmm. So, cool. Any other thoughts, questions here before we, we wrap up? I'm glad you spoke up today, man. Yeah, no, I've been meaning to, it's just, uh, time has come. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And I'll be definitely picking up on the coach in the pocket in January. Cool. Uh, probably like the second week or something. We'll see. Cool. But yeah. Awesome. Uh, thank you. And I'll, uh, that's all for me. All right, so, brother. Well, I'm, uh, I'm excited that you, you popped see on you. here today and uh, have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And we'll be talking soon, buddy. Yep. Right back at you. Great first step. Awesome, buddy. Oh, wait. Yeah. Let's get you back on here. Thank you. God dang. Hold on. I'll pull you back on there. I'm off my, I'm off my rocker. All right, brother. Freaking, freaking Norman's not going to let it get get away. Where'd he go? Here he comes. All right, buddy. You know what we're going to do here. He's trying to get away from me. A little thumbs up, buddy. Ah. <laughs> there we go. Awesome, All brother. All right. We'll see you, man. Love it. All right. Cool. Great stuff. Great stuff. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Awesome. Great feedback there in the comments. Mark, you can take a look at that for a second. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Good stuff today, everybody. Glad you got on there, Mark. And, and you know, I, I think what's interesting back when I mentioned divine timing and different things earlier, um, you know what's beautiful? We're all doing exactly what's the right time for us, you know? And I think we've just got to respect the journey. Uh, but at some time, you know, it's the, what do you do they crap or get off the pot? You know, it's that aspect that at some point in time, we've been getting ready to get 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 ready. And at some point in time, like there's nothing else to think about, right? There just isn't. And we have to end up like, it's why I don't really, I get that everybody's wired differently. I empathize that everybody's wired differently. I understand that everybody's wired differently. Um, but I'm a a firm believer that it doesn't matter how you're wired. You will gain so much from taking action. There is only, and he has, right? That's a beautiful thing too, right? Has through the jobs and and opportunities and things he's had in the past. There's been the learning and the, and the, and the, and the, and the understanding and the, and the, what works, what doesn't work. Um, but then we reach the point where we start thinking about the, 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 the new ways we want to do things and whatnot. And we just have to start making those calls or sending those emails um, and you'll get feedback. And if you're not uh, willing to do those things, then that's where, you know, where's the pain threshold, right? That's what we have to look at. Where's the pain threshold? Because there are going to be pain when you're on a self-employed route. There's going to be pain for people when you're in an employed route, right? There's going to be pros and cons, 
at some point in time, the thing that you do is the thing that has less cons, that has less negative, right? That's why a lot of people who are in employed routes, you know, look, it's still, you may dislike it. You may not like the environment. You may not like the people you keep working for, but that pain that you, you feel there is still less than the pain of making a call, sending an email, reaching out to people, right? And until the pain of the other situation becomes greater, you won't do the other thing. Um, but so many of you have the knowledge, have the experience, have the expertise. You don't have it in all the areas that you may be trying to do. But the point is, you have it in certain areas. And that's the stuff you need to focus on so that you can start to gain strength in the other areas. And you just have to give yourself credit uh, for how far you've come, what you've done, and what you've accomplished thus far. And that once you start taking these steps, there'll be bumps in the road, there'll be difficulties, there'll be challenges, but it's worth it. You know, in the, in the big picture, um, even though I've had some versions, quote unquote, of an employment, um, all of them for a very, very long time, I've done what I've loved. I've done what I've wanted to do. And I don't think I could ever work for anybody just for money and doing a ton of stuff I don't want to do. I'm too much of a rebel. I see things too differently. And I like to beat on my own drum. And the biggest thing among all, I don't want to ask anybody permission to do anything. That has been one of the number one things since I started way back in the day and quit the job that I had is that I could, I had to ask permission to go pick up my brother from school. And I hated that. And so it's so worth it for me to be able to beat to my own drum, do my own thing. And, uh, that's more important to me than anything else. And so, um, but yeah, the aspect today of, of, you know, what's that step, that's the step we need to take because quite frankly, even if, uh, quite frankly, it's, quote unquote, not the best step, the right step or anything else. It's the best step because it's the step that you see clearly. You could be looking for the best, the perfect, the right step. But at the end of the day, you just keep looking. If there's a step in front of you to take, take that. That's going to show you the next step and the next step after that and the next step after that. So rock and roll, my friends. Great call. Great, great call today. Glad you got on there, Mark. I appreciate you. I always love interacting with somebody new, especially somebody who's been who's been sitting and thinking and 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 now has taken a step. Because quite frankly, having the courage to get on camera, speak up, tell some of the story, and 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 be able to do that. No, I know that you are ready for that next step. Um, because some people for one reason or another are sitting and thinking and thinking and thinking, you're coming here and you're taking it all in. And it's why I love, because I see people, everybody moves at their own pace. And it's a beautiful thing, uh, to congratulate somebody when they're ready and they've come outside of their shell and they're ready to take that next step because it does take courage. Um, so I'm excited for you. Um, Mark, I'm excited for everybody else. Uh, and for those of you who are not part of Thursday, uh, if you're not, you can get in there. Um, again, send me a message on Facebook if you've got any questions. Um, and we'll get you in there. 
um, Alicia, Gugu, uh, Marty, Navitad, uh, a couple of people there that are, that are new here. The rest, G's in there, Julia, Mark, uh, uh, Sonia uh, is all in there. So if you're not, send me a message. Let's get you in there before the end of the new year. And let's rock out 2022 together. I'll see some of you on Thursday. And the rest of you have a merry, merry, merry Christmas and a happy holiday. Enjoy yourselves. Stay warm. Stay cold. <clears throat> Send some pictures if you get some snow. And uh, I appreciate each and every single one of you and all the kind uh, love that you all send my way. Uh, I'm grateful to be able to be here. And if you have a friend, tell, uh, tell your friend about these calls. MindTuneOfTimeLive.com. Keep rocking. Keep rolling. And we'll talk soon. Take care.